Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps. That was Island Dreams for those of you who are listening in and uh, not actually being here. And uh, that had uh, lots of uh, tunes with a island beat to it, obviously. Um, the tone of our worship for the last for the last several weeks has been um, John 3.16, Numbers of Hope for our Lenten worship service. And our call to worship today is, For God so loved the world, don't forget what God has done for you. Jesus performed two bread-multiplying miracles in one he fed 5,000 people, in another 4,000. Still, his disciples, who witnessed both feasts, worried about empty pantries. All A frustrated Jesus rebuked them. Are your hearts too hard to take it in? Do you remember anything at all? Short memories harden the heart. Make careful note of God's blessings. Declare with David, I will daily add praise to praise. I'll write the word on your righteousness. Talk about salvation the lifelong day. 
never run out of good things to write about or say. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we come to you for worship this morning. We thank you for your miracles. We thank you for the many things that you do for us every day to provide blessings to us. We pray that you would just be with us, guide us throughout this worship service, and let us know your message for us today. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In that psalm, David said, I will daily add praise to praise. And one of the neat things about coming together on Sunday is we can take all the praise we've built up during the week, praising the Lord individually. And we come together and we lift him up and praise him together. And one of the most remarkable things we can praise God for is John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he sent his son to die for us, that we might have eternal life. And we're going to stand together and give praise to God for his great act of redemption.
Hallelujah. Please be seated. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to do a responsive reading. You can follow along on the screens. God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. The Hebrews had crafted a metal cow and talked to it. God, shocked at the calf praising service, commanded Moses, Go, get down there. They've turned away from the way I commanded them. I look at this people. Oh, what a stubborn More than 3,000 years removed, we understand God's frustration. Turn to a statue for help? How stupid. We opt for more sophisticated therapies. According to Heaven's medical diagnosis, hard-hearted people are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the light God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Measure the irregular pulse of the hard heart. Minds of darkness live for lustful pleasure. Practice every kind of impurity. No wonder scripture says, Now this is your turn to share. The song we're gonna sing is Count Your Blessings. Thank you. 
God's blessings, meditate on them. He has fed you, led you, and earned your trust. Remember what God has done for you and acknowledge what you have done against God. Sin hoarding stiffens us. Confession softens us. Is your heart hard? Take it to the Father. You're only a prayer away from tenderness. You live in a hard world, but you don't have to live with a hard heart.
Have any of you here ever had um, any heart problems? Kind of a dumb question, right? I know, I know um, some of the health history of folks here. One of the scary things about um, having a cardiovascular disease is that sometimes the symptoms of that disease um, come on so gradually that you don't even realize that you have a problem. And then suddenly, without apparent warning, you, you have a, a heart attack or, or you have a stroke. One of such diseases is arterial sclerosis, also known as hardening of the arteries. And for folks like me who have unusually high cholesterol, um, it can be a silent killer. creeps up on you. Plaque builds up in the arteries and um, they become narrow and rigid until a blockage is formed. But you know, there, there is a more dangerous and a more insidious heart disease And that is the subject of this morning's meeting and this message. It's called a hard heart. A hard heart can lead to spiritual death and eternal separation from God. But you know, there is a cure. And it's contained in the scripture passage that we have been considering in this series, 316, Numbers of Hope. You know, sometimes for some people it takes a a fatal heart attack, not fatal, a first heart attack. If it's fatal, you don't learn much. Um, It takes a first heart attack to get a person serious about their physical health, about their diet and exercise. And unfortunately, sometimes the same is true with our spiritual health. And some of you could testify that that you've had to face uh, some spiritual heart attacks, some spiritual scares before you woke up enough to start dealing with the problem. In my life, um, there have been times when I needed a harder word to move me from where I was spiritually to where God wanted me to be. Kind of the two-by-four upside-the-head approach of motivation. But you know, at other times, the Lord's work in my life has come in a in a gentler and kinder way. I kind of like those ways of communicating better. What's amazing to me, however, is that God even bothers to go through all of this trouble for us. In fact, Scripture would teach us that He was yearning for us long before we began our search for Him. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 reminds us, But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now for the last few weeks we've been considering John 3.16 and say it with me together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Please open your Bible to Romans chapter 5. And this morning I'd like to consider that John 3.16 in light of Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This scripture tells us that while we were living for our own pleasures and pursuing our own plans, really unconcerned about God's will for our lives and perhaps even fighting against the gospel, he died for us. When we were saying no to his Holy Spirit's leading in our lives, he died for us. He gave his life for you and for me anyway. For God so loved the world, this cold, hard-hearted world that he sent his one and only son, even while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. So this morning, I'd like to talk to sinners. And that means all of us. Many of us are sinners saved by grace. Some of us are sinners who aren't quite sure if Jesus really is who the scriptures say he is. They aren't sure that Jesus really is God's answer. And some of you perhaps don't even know the first thing about the hope found in Jesus Christ. But whatever category best describes you, some of you today here are living with a fatal heart condition called a hard heart. Maybe you don't even know that you have a hard heart. Maybe because you've lived with it so long, you've just become used to it. But your family knows. Your family knows. They know. But you may be clueless. It's just who you are. What you are. It's how your life has been lived out. Hard, cold, sinful. John 1.14 is an early word on the subject of Jesus and his efforts on our behalf. It says there, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, sinners like, like you and like me need those two words. We need grace and truth. We need them to chisel through our hard hearts. We need grace to break through the guilt and shame of sin. And we need truth to break through the lies that we've been believing. Lies that tell you that you can't change. Tell you that you're hopeless. That the condition of your heart cannot be fixed. You're hard-hearted. You've always been hard-hearted. You'll always be hard-hearted. But let me tell you this morning, 
That's a lie. That is a lie. Reality tells us that, sure, some people are hard work. Some people are difficult cases. In fact, some of you are hard work. Some of you want to be loving. You want to be kind. You want to be a person of faith. And yet, instead, you find yourself cold, mean, selfish, inflexible, and hard-hearted. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, so don't worry. But this morning, let's, let's be treasure hunters. You don't often find treasure just laying around on the surface, do you? It has to be sought after. It has to be worked for. And some treasure is buried more deeply or hidden more carefully than others. And let me tell you this morning, I'd love to put an, an X, marks the spot, on some of your hearts. Because I know that hidden deep within, there's treasure to be found. But it's become so encrusted and so encased that you're not able to experience the love and the grace and the joy that Christ has in mind for you, that he has planned for you. But there's hope because Jesus is the greatest treasure hunter of all. And the treasure he's after is your heart, the very center of your being, your love, your world, everything you are, everything you hope to be. That's what he desires and he doesn't want anything less than that. That's where he has placed his his ex. God has made a way in Jesus for the hardest of hearts to be softened, even your heart. You know, it's one thing to give up on others, and we've all experienced where we just throw in the towel and we give up on someone. But it is a true tragedy when a person gives up on themselves. Here are some simple thoughts for the hard-hearted. And even if you're not hard-hearted, maybe you know someone who is. Maybe you live with someone who is or work with someone who is. First, hard-hearted people don't see or think clearly about themselves or others and certainly not about God's love for them. Some people think that God is just against them, that he's out to get them. They think that all he's interested in is, is their sin their sadness and their sorrow and and wanting to catch them making mistakes. But that's not what the verse that follows John 3.16 says. Look at John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. See, God's not out to get you, to, to do a gotcha. He's out to save you, to love you through his son, Jesus Christ. When I was a kid, the only TV we had was black and white. I know they had others out, but we couldn't afford it. Nobody on our block could either. And, and when you watch TV, uh, everything was in shades of gray. So much of the beauty was lost. But then came color TV, that, that 
miracle invention and a whole new world of possibility opened up. Who's laughing? Some of you, I'm telling you, some of you see the world in shades of gray. Colorless. Some of you see your life and the people around you the very same way as so much less than they really are, than they really could be. I remember the day Jesus got through to me, the day that Jesus broke down my rock-hard heart and brought some color and some life into my life. So let me say from personal experience and with great confidence, there is hope for hard-hearted people. The problem for a lot of hard-hearted people is that they don't even realize what they've become. It happens over time, little by little. One more unresolved hurt. One more unforgiven sin. One more uncontrolled moment of anger. One more night going to bed with bitterness and resentment unresolved. And then one day, when you're finally forced to come face to face with what you've become, who you've become, it's ugly. You've become hard-hearted. But this morning, I urge you, I implore you, urge you to resolve not to stay that way. As I said, hard-hearted people aren't without hope. Let God's love and grace break through that hardness. Let him give you a new, fresh, love-filled heart. You're not without hope. No one is. All because God so loved the world. Hard-hearted people have the opportunity to choose a different way. You can choose a better way. So stop telling God why he couldn't possibly forgive you, why he couldn't possibly love you. He already knows everything you've done, everything you've said. He knows who you are. You can't even surprise God. You can't even shock him with some revelation about yourself. He already knows it all. But what surprises me is that anyone would say no to his gift of love and forgiveness and salvation. And yet the multitude of people do exactly that. His love is for a lost world, but it's also for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Each one of us is a part of that whoever whosoever. Do you want your hard heart softened? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and listen to a song. And as you do, I would ask you to do two things. First, listen for God's voice and then respond to God's voice and leading. Bow your heads. My eyes are dry 
faith is old, my heart is hard, my prayers are cold, and I know how I ought to be alive. Wash me anew in the wine of your love. My eyes are dry, my faith is old, my heart is hard, my prayers are cold. Father, this morning I thank you for your stubborn love, your persistent love, your seeking love. God, I thank you that you sought me, and uh, Lord, many of those who are gathered here this morning can testify that you sought and found us. God, I pray that in our response of receiving you, that, that we didn't leave that as some historic event from the past, but Lord, as a the beginning of a relationship, the beginning of a process that conforms us into the likeness of your Son. This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Bursley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint, and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.